0: Torah was meant to be lived out in community and in the context of relationships. A very effective way to study the Bible is in a small group doing a midrash or discussion. This helps you to go deeper into the Word as you take time to reflect on it, make connections from one scripture to another, and apply the scriptures to your personal walk. We have added a new feature on the Daily Audio Torah website. If you are involved in a small group Bible study or would like to start one, we can help you. We have added discussion questions for you to use when your group gathers. We will post discussion questions for every Shabbat reading and they will be posted on the website a week in advance so you have time to read and prepare ahead of time. We have also posted guidelines for leaders and facilitators to help you grow your small group in a healthy way. Just go to the new pick on the menu, Discussion Questions, and you will find everything you need there to nurture and grow your small group. Have fun learning and growing in God's Word together in your small group. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Matot, and it means tribes, and also Masi, and it means stages. Numbers 30, 2-16 Then Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the sons of Israel, saying, This is the word which the Lord has commanded. If a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to bind himself with a binding obligation, he shall not violate his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Also, if a woman makes a vow to the Lord and binds herself by an obligation to her father in her father's house in her youth, and her father hears her vow and her obligation by which she has bound herself, and her father says nothing to her, then all her vows shall stand, and every obligation by which she has bound herself shall stand. But if her father should forbid her on the day he hears of it, none of her vows or her obligations by which she has bound herself shall stand. And the Lord will forgive her because her father has forbidden her. However, if she should marry while under her vows, or the rash statement of her lips by which she has bound herself, and her husband hears of it, and says nothing to her on the day he hears it, then her vows shall stand, and her obligations by which she has bound herself shall stand. But if, on the day her husband hears of it, he forbids her, then he shall annul her vow which she is under, and the rash statement of her lips, by which she has bound herself, and the Lord will forgive her. But the vow of a widow or of a divorced woman, everything by which she has bound herself, shall stand against her. However, if she vowed in her husband's house, or bound herself by an obligation with an oath, and her husband heard it, but said nothing to her, and did not forbid her, Then all her vows shall stand, and every obligation by which she bound herself shall stand. But if her husband indeed annuls them on the day he hears them, then whatever proceeds out of her lips concerning her vows or concerning the obligation of herself shall not stand. Her husband has annulled them, and the Lord will forgive her. Every vow and every binding oath to humble herself, her husband may confirm it, or her husband may annul it. But if her husband indeed says nothing to her from day to day, then he confirms all her vows, or all her obligations which are on her. He has confirmed them, because he said nothing to her on the day he heard them. But if he indeed annuls them after he has heard them, then he shall bear her guilt. These are the statutes which the Lord commanded Moses as between a man and his wife and as between a father and his daughter while she is in her youth in her father's house. 1 Chronicles 7, 1-8, 40 The four sons of Issachar were Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron. The sons of Tola were Uzi, Rephiah, Jeriel, Jemai, Ibsan, and Shemuel. Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. At the time of King David, the total number of mighty warriors listed in the records of these clans was 22,600. The son of Uzi was Israhiah. The sons of Israhiah were Michael, Obadiah, Joel, and Ishiah. These five became the leaders of clans. All of them had many wives and many sons, so the total number of men available for military service among their descendants was 36,000. The total number of mighty warriors from all the clans of the tribes of Issachar was 87,000. All of them were listed in their genealogical records. Three of Benjamin's sons were Bela, Beker, and Jediel. The five sons of Bela were Esbon, Uzi, Uziel, Jeremoth, and Eri; Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. The total number of mighty warriors from these clans was 22,034, as listed in their genealogical records. The sons of Beker were Zemira, Joash, Eliezer, Eloni, Omri, Jeremoth, Abijah, Anathoth, and Alimeth, each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. The total number of mighty warriors and leaders from these clans was 20,200, as listed in their genealogical records. The son of Jedial was Bilhan. The sons of Bilhan were Jeush, Benjamin, Ehud, Kanana, Zethan, Tarshish, and Ahishashar. Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. From these clans, the total number of mighty warriors ready for war was 17,200. The sons of Ur were Shupam and Hupam. Husham was the son of Ahur. The sons of Naphtali were Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shillim. They were all descendants of Jacob's concubine, Bilhah. The descendants of Manasseh through his Aramean concubine included Asriel. She also bore Maker the father of Gilead. Maker found wives for Hupam and Shupam. Maker had a sister named Maka. One of his descendants was Zelophehad, who had only daughters. Maker's wife, Maka, gave birth to a son whom she named Peresh. His brother's name was Sheresh. The sons of Peresh were Ulam and Recham. The son of Ulam was Bidon. All these were considered Gileadites, descendants of Maker, son of Manasseh. Maker's sister, Hamuleket, gave birth to Ishdod, Abiezir, and Mala. The sons of Shemida were Hayan, Shechem, Liki, and Anayim. The descendants of Ephraim were Shuthelah, Bered, Tahath, Alida, Tahath, Zabad. Shuthalah, Ezer, and Eliad. These two were killed, trying to steal livestock from the local farmers near Gath. Their father Ephraim mourned for them a long time, and his relatives came to comfort him. Afterward Ephraim slept with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Ephraim named him Beriah because of the tragedy his father, his family, had suffered. He had a daughter named Shira. She built the towns of lower and upper Beth Horon and Uzen Shira. The descendants of Ephraim included Repha, Reshef, Tila, Tahan, Layden, Amihud, Elishama, Nun, and Joshua. The descendants of Ephraim lived in the territory that included Bethel and its surrounding towns to the south. Naron to the east, Gezer and its villages to the west, and Shechem and its surrounding villages to the north, as far as Aya and its towns. Along the border of Manasseh were the towns of Bethshan, Tanakh, Megiddo, Dor, and their surrounding villages. The descendants of Joseph, son of Israel, lived in these towns. The sons of Asher were Imnah, Ishva, Ishvi, and Bariah. They had a sister named Sarah. The sons of Beriah were Heber and Malkiel, the father of Berziah. The sons of Heber were Japhlet, Shomer, and Hotham. They had a sister named Shua. The sons of Japhlet were Pasak, Bimhal, and Ashbath. The sons of Shomer were Ahi, Roga, Kuba, and Aram. The sons of his brother Helam were Zophah, Imnah, Shelesh, and Amal. The sons of Zophah were Suah, Harnifer, Shual, Beri, Imrah, Bezer, Hod, Shammah, Shilshah, Ithran, and Bera. The sons of Jether were Japhuna, Pispah, and Ara. The sons of Ulah were Ara, Haniel, and Reziah. Each of these descendants of Asher was the head of an ancestral clan. They were all select men, mighty warriors and outstanding leaders. The total number of men available for military service was twenty six thousand, as listed in their genealogical records. Benjamin's first son was Bella, the second was Ashbel, the third was Ahara, the fourth was Noha, and the fifth was Rafa. The sons of Bella were Adar, Gera, Abihud, Abishua, Naaman, Ahoa, Gera, Shafunan, and Huram. The sons of Ehud, leaders of the clans living at Geba, were exiled to Manahath. Ehud's sons were Naaman, Ahijah, and Gera. Gera, who led them into exile, was the father of Uzzah and Ahihud. After Shaharim divorced his wives Hushim and Bara, he had children in the land of Moab. His wife Hodesh gave birth to Jobab. Zibiah, Misha, Malcolm, Jehuz, Sakia, and Murma; These sons all became the leaders of clans. Shaharim's wife, Hushim, had already given birth to Abitub and Elpel. The sons of Elpel were Eber, Misham, Shemed, who built the towns of Ono and Lod and their nearby villages, Beriah and Shima. They were the leaders of the clans living in Ijalon, and they drove out the inhabitants of Gath. Ahio, Shashak, Jeremoth, Zebediah, Arad, Eder, Michael, Ishpah, and Joah were the sons of Beriah. Zebadiah, Meshulam, his, key, Heber, Ishmarai, Isleah, and Jobab were the sons of Elpal. Jakim, Zikri, Zabdi. Elani, Zelothi, Eliel, Adiah, Beriah, and Shimrath were the sons of Shimei. Ishpan, Eber, Eliel, Abdon, Zikri, Hanan, Hananiah, Elam, Anthotheja, ifdia and Penuel were the sons of Shashak. Shamsherai, Sheheriah, Athaliah, Jashariah, Elijah, and Zikri were the sons of Jeroham. These were the leaders of the ancestral clans. They were listed in their genealogical records, and they all lived in Jerusalem. Jael, the father of Gibeon, lived in the town of Gibeon. His wife's name was Machah, and his oldest son was named Abdon. Jael's other sons were Zor, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gidor, Ahio, Zechariah, and Mikloth, who was the father of Shimeon. All these families lived near each other in Jerusalem. Nur was the father of Kish, Kish was the father of Saul, Saul was the father of Jonathan, Malchishua, Abinadab, and Eshbaal. Jonathan was the father of Meribael. Meribaal was the father of Micah. Micah was the father of Python, Melech, Terea, and Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Jada, Jada was the father of Alameth, Asma, Veth, and Zimri. Zimri was the father of Mosa. Mosa was the father of Benaiah. Beneah was the father of Rephiah. Rephiah was the father of Elisa. Elisa was the father of Azel. Azel had six sons. Azricam, Bokaru, Ishmael, Shariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. Azel's brother, Eshek, had three sons. The first was Ulam, the second was Jeush, and the third was Eliphelet. Ulam's sons were all mighty warriors and expert archers. They had many sons and grandsons, 150 in all. All these were descendants of Benjamin. Acts 27, 1-20 When the time came, we, Luke, Paul, and their companions, set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed, in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the imperial regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship, whose home port was Adramitium, on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day, when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course, so we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, landing at Myra, in the province of Lycia. There, the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty, we finally neared Canidus. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete, and along the sheltered coast of the island, past the Cape of Salmone. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty, and finally arrived at Fairhaven's near the town of Lacia. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. "'Men,' he said, "'I believe there is trouble ahead of us if we go on. Shipwreck.' loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul, and since Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength, called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kauda, where, with great difficulty, we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast, so they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day... As gale-force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and stars, until, at last, all hope was gone. Psalm 7 1 to 17. I come to you for protection, O Lord, my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. If you don't, they will mull me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord, my God, if I have done wrong, or am guilty of injustice. If I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me. Let them trample me into the ground and drag my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger. Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. Gather the nations before you. Rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Yahweh, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the evil of those who are wicked and defend the righteous. For you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others and then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because He is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Proverbs 18.22 The man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor From the Lord. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, The Song of Ezekiel, sung by Paul Wilbur.
1: And I hear the voice of Ezekiel prophesying to these dry bones. Live again, live again. Those who are sleeping, those in the grave. the dust of-